Hey legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into another episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In this episode, is that proper England? In this episode, we're getting into our Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In this episode, I don't know. Um, I'm not a very, very educated man, but uh, I do try to use words sometime. But my England isn't so good. Let's get on to it. Alright legends, welcome along to uh, What's My Line, part one of a two-parter here. Um, the original air date was November 17th, 1997. Long, long time ago. I was only out of high school. Two years at this point. So uh yes it's 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 weird whenever you're looking back on this show here and it just it only seems like yesterday to me that this was on television. But uh gosh, God almighty. That is an insane amount of time right there. Anyway, and part one of this two parter uh Buffy and the gang are going through career week at school. Uh while Spike is working on trying to restore Drusilla back to health. And, uh, of course, you know, it, Buffy is always in his way, pain in his side, uh, pain in his ass, thorn in his side, I should say. And uh, he's after, there's a book that was stolen from the library a few episodes back in the run. And at the beginning of this episode... Spike has another vampire called Dalton, who's a vampire transcriber, trying to decipher the book stolen from the library, which contains the cure for Drusilla. Uh, Drusilla informs Spike that they need a key because the book is in a code. Uh, Drusilla in this episode, very, very weak, and uh, she's she spends the whole episode using like tarot cards and uh, they come into play in a major way as things unfold in the episode you'll see her putting out cards and whatnot and Spike decides to send for the Order of Turaka to help him take care of the Slayer in this episode and the Order of Turaka are an ancient group of assassins that date back thousands of years and once they set their sights on a mission they don't stop until they've taken care of uh, whoever the target may be and uh, Buffy witnesses Dalton stealing an object from the museum but he escapes when she's distracted by an R vampire she enters her bedroom later that night finds Angel waiting to warn her of grave danger. Buffy, of course, reports this to Jides, and he's concerned when she tells him about the theft of the mausoleum. Spike and Drusilla examine the key stolen from Dalton, a gold cross. Spike decides to call the Order of Taraka, of course, as they're coming into it now, an ancient guild of assassins to rid himself of Buffy once and for all. Back at the school, Willow has taken to a secluded lounge area to be recruited by a leading software company, along with Oz. 
you know, of course, Oz and the series so far in season two has keeps seeing Willow about town and like who is that girl sort of a thing. So they get to meet face to face for the first time in this episode. But we don't get much more of that in here. At the mausoleum, Giles realizes that Jesusof the Lack Jesusof I could be butchering that first name. J O S A P H U S. Joseph. I'm not even going to attempt to say it. This guy, Delac, the author of the book that was stolen from the library, is buried there, and that the book's key was taken from the mausoleum. Of course, we've already realised this at this point. This is just the good guy sort of playing catch up. At this point, the assassins begin to arrive. A large intimidating man exits the bus, and a door-to-door beauty salesman attacks Buffy's next-door neighbour, and a young woman attacks an airplane worker in the cargo hold of the plane, escaping with little difficulty. Now, as I said, Drusilla is using tarot cards throughout this episode, and of course, while each assassin has been introduced into the story right here we're seeing her setting out a tarot card for each one so you've got three tarot cards you've got three people that arrived so you know throughout the, the entirety of this episode you're, you're thinking all three of these people are assassins that are after Buffy uh, Giles tells Buffy Xander and Willow about the Delac cross which can be used as a key and he enlists the help of with further research and lists their help with further research I really need to write these notes out a little bit better I can't even read my own writing that's how professional I am <laughs> Buffy arrives at the ice skating stadium for a date with Angel he set this up the night before he's like Tuesday nights as you know the, the skating rink is closed just outside of town and Willow helps Buffy get out of the whole research thing to go meet Angel. But not telling Giles, of course. Uh, while she's on the ice, she's attacked. But you know, she's got there before Angel. But Angel arrives in time to help her fight off the assassin. Whom she kills with the blade of her skate. You know, she basically slits his throat with her foot. And uh, it's not clear as to whether these assassins are demons or... A- well course the second one is a demon so i'm taking it the first one's a demon as well but it's, it's not really clear with that first guy this could be a big bruiser you don't know but uh it is what it is um angel recognizing the assassin's ring warns buffy that she should leave sunnydale and hide and he's just like these guys are not to be messed with the female that uh got out of the plane earlier on in the episode is watching from the shadows and the ice skating rink the assassin next door to Buffy's house feeds in the neighbor's body by disintegrating onto hundreds of raven mealworms which can reshape themselves into his own limbs at will so this guy's he's just there's just worms everywhere and you just see his arm rebuilding itself the effects by today's standards not fantastic but I have said it about this show before on other reviews and shows that I've done. Um, I'm into amateur filmmaking myself and I'm completely self-taught. 
and the thing I enjoy about shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the stuff that came out around about this time was when the the visual effects on television of course you don't have the the big Hollywood budgets uh, on these shows so a lot of the times they're doing stuff where you can kind of see you know you can kind of see behind the curtain if you know what I mean you can see how the effects are built and put together and whatnot. and that's very very educational for me Besides been a very entertaining show, it's highly educational to learn stuff. Uh, yes, um, where were we at in these notes? Buffy is paranoid and jittery, suspicious of each person who passes by her in the hallways of school, including Oz. Buffy arrives at Angel's empty home and falls asleep in his bed. And Angel, he's off, He's he goes to uh, Wally's bar for information and a... Uh, throws the, the vampire face on and starts threatening Wally to tell him basically confirm Angel's suspicions that Spike is behind the assassins before Angel can leave he's attacked by the mysterious female again at this point we're still thinking you know she's part of the order of Taraka as well she locks him in a metal cage in the front of an eastern window with only a few hours until sunrise uh, back at the library, Giles realises that the missing manuscript contains the ritual to restore the weakened vampire back to health. Of course, you know, that's all stuff that we've already gotten as the viewer earlier on in the episode. And there's a lot of stuff in part one here where they, the good guys are kind of, you know, just researching all the time and just playing catch up to uh, get up the speed of where the viewer is actually at in the episode. Uh... Xander and Cordelia go to Buffy's house to see if she's there. Nobody knows where she's at. They're ringing her, trying to get her. There's no answer on her phone. Of course, she's an angel's uh, pad <laughs> sleeping in a scratcher. Uh, if you don't know what a scratcher is, in Northern Ireland, the scratcher is another name for your bed. So she's on the angel's scratcher, taking it easy. And Xander <laughs> uh, searches for Buffy. And Buffy's house, Cordelia waits downstairs and she hears a knock at the door and lets in the mealworm assassin. He's uh, posing as this guy selling beauty products, and of course, Cordelia, she's into her looks and beauty and whatnot. And when he offers her a free sample, she's like, Yes, come on in. And uh, the door closes, that's the last we see of them. In this episode, we cut back to briefly to uh, the bar where Angel's locked on that and you see the sun is starting to creep into the room that he's in and he's still beating trying to get out of this cage and back in his pad uh, Buffy is attacked by the mysterious woman they fight and uh, the woman asks Buffy who are you because as far as she's concerned she's seen Buffy kissing the vampire and Buffy's like, you know, you attacked me. Like, who the hell do you think you are? Sort of thing. And the girl replies with, I am Kendra, the Vampire Slayer. Great. Great little episode. Um, I remember this one catching me off guard whenever I watched it the first time around. But it's this... Of course, we will eventually learn in part two why there is another Slayer. And uh, spoilers right now, if you remember that 
last episode in season one when the the master bit Buffy and Xander had to pretty much give her the the kiss of life resuscitate her bring her back technically she was dead for a matter of moments and that was enough in the the mystical realms of the powers that be to say oh slayer dead select another one so this is a case of two slayers alive at one time and this isn't the last time this happens of course but we'll get to that when we get to that this is a great little episode and uh you know if it's the first time and you want to watch a Buffy episode probably wouldn't recommend this one it's very very entertaining that's great for story building character building and whatnot you get a lot more from Buffy and Angel's relationship in this episode but if you're coming into it fresh and you know you come across this episode for your first watch probably not the most exciting one to uh, dip your toe in but uh, fantastic nonetheless and I'm looking forward to actually getting a little watch part 2 again uh, you know as I'm watching these episodes everything like I've seen everything Buffy the Vampire Slayer related as far as the, the show and whatnot goes but it's been that long since I actually checked out this series that you know I'm going on it fresh there's a lot of stuff on here even for me that I'm not remembering but then if you hit some key moments it all starts coming back to you so uh, honestly part 2 of What's My Line I know where it goes as far as Kendra goes but uh, anything else in that episode not not 100% sure at this point so this is as much an exploration for me as it is for you if you're new to the series and uh, if you're a Buffy fan like myself I'm, I hope that you're enjoying these episodes anyway guys that's going to do it for this podcast I will see you tomorrow night for what is it we're getting into tomorrow night um, yes we're starting the the Hammer House of Horror TV series from I believe 1979 that came out and uh that's a fantastic, fantastic series. Uh, looking forward to getting into that with you as well. So tomorrow is that. And Friday, we're going to be doing part two of What's My Line. So uh, guys, I'll talk to you in the next episode. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.